This is No More Water Cooler, a podcast from Leapers. Each week we aim to have an honest, open and frank conversation with somebody who's self-employed about their work and their mental health to understand the reality of working for yourself. I'm Matthew Knight, one of the community hosts at Leapers. We support the mental health of the self-employed through our online community, offering tangible things to help and by guiding those who hire freelancers to help us all work well together. We're not going to be hearing stories of bootstrapping to billion dollar valuations, we won't be talking about how we're crushing it, and we certainly won't be pretending that everything is okay all of the time. This week, I'm talking to Sarah Miller, one of the co-founders of the Formbreak Collective, a freelance first business which builds bespoke teams for client challenges. We spoke about how different projects have different needs and different energy levels, how experimentation and trying new things out is essential, and why talking about how you're feeling isn't just for your own benefit. But first, as I do every week, I ask, Sarah, how are you? I'm okay today, actually. Yeah, I'm, I've woken up in, in a good headspace. A little bit manic, but I think a lot of the manic at the moment is quite planning focused. That always puts me in quite a good headspace because it's kind of, um, it's art of the possible stuff. When I get kind of stuck in the nitty gritty and in the mire that I can get a little bit bogged down with it. So it's busy and sort of a bit headless chicken, but in quite a good way at the moment. Are you a not a complete finisher you you prefer the starting excited bit at the front and, and not necessarily the follow-through yes I do um like many of us after a certain amount of years you 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 learn to do um the finishing bit because you kind of have to but my um yeah my preferred state is definitely uh, at the beginning I'm 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 much better at um initiating and getting something started and I'm much kind of happier in that mindset a lot of what I do as an individual is is it can sometimes be kind of quite hack and workshop based so sometimes you can be quite solo so naturally you have to be the complete finisher um because you're the only one in the room um in in project teams where certainly where they're a little bit longer I definitely um I definitely kind of make sure I'm not in a role where uh, where that's got to be me sort of driving it. I think I perform well when I come back in with that bit of energy at the end to kind of push it over the line and kind of bring it together. Um, that kind of bookend type role uh, is something that I've kind of, I think I've I've learned that that's a good rhythm for me. That's interesting, isn't it? Because certainly if you are working on a number of projects at once, having a better understanding of what mode those projects are in or what type of work you're going to be doing whether it's like short sharp bursts and intense you know it's workshopping or kind of spending lots of time with a client and getting to the heart of a problem versus those slower uh dip in dip out or kind of immersion type things and actually you don't want too much of the same thing at once otherwise your brain's going to explode up that variety is probably critical for a lot of people yeah certainly is for me um the I need the variety of kind of pace and energy. Um, and I think also as well, again, working this way now and not being based in one place, for me, the physical energy of places and different environments is really important. Is it the change, is it changing between environments or, or finding environments that are, are conducive to you working? Um, probably, again, a bit of both. Being able to kind of dip in and dip out of different 
energies can be really useful. So we, you know, we embed a lot in kind of client businesses. That's really useful, even if the energy is very different to what I'm used to, or maybe what I need, it can be really useful for the project. I also find the different energies in being able to go and work quite individually, headphones on, but in a really busy space. I need that sometimes. Um, sometimes I need kind of super quiet. Um, I'm not the best at working from home. Um, so I think for me, it's the it's the it's the pace of projects, the pace of the different kinds of work, and how I can play environments in that way. Is that a realization you've uh, made since moving out of uh, running one type of business and moving into a different model? Is that something that's you've you've been more aware of over time? And, and when you designed Formbreak, you were like, actually, no, let's let's design it around knowing how I work and how my energy levels work and, and that, that diversity of project types? Um, I think slightly more of a hypothesis to test. So knowing kind of quite instinctively from an individual perspective, that kind of insight into, into energies and pace um, and different modes, but without, without having fully tested it. So it was one of the kind of hypothesis um, that we took into kind of designing for break, which was actually maybe if we feel this way, maybe there are some other people who feel this way too. And wouldn't it be interesting to test and see if this could work? Um, and could we bust that myth that um, a lot of us were always told in previous lives um, of, uh, you know, it doesn't work if you don't have four walls um, and, and that kind of... Uh, presenteeism that kind of exists in, in in a lot of those cultures with the increase in flexible working and remote working and, and people uh, working in organizations where their employers are supporting them to work in different ways and you know the question quite often be well you know how do you want to work when do you want to work from home do you want to kind of you know come in late whatever and yeah 99 percent of people don't have an answer to that because all they've ever done is the nine to five Monday to Friday. So saying what's your best working pattern is a is a really tricky question to answer if you've never done anything. But exactly, I think it's part of the in part of the inherent challenge that a lot of people are facing, um, both businesses and individuals, because you're not sure what to ask for, um, and it is quite an individual thing, you know. Flexible working is not just a four-day week. It means different things to different people. I was fortunate enough to be able to have an instinct, but only because I'd been running my own business. If I'd been in a normal structure, you know, atypical, I, I might never have had chance to kind of to try those things. If you're not clear what to ask for, and from an employer's perspective as well, you're not sure what's going to work for your business or the individual's Um that's really challenging because people don't have the language or the knowledge to be able to kind of work that through testing things and experimenting and learning um, is a lot easier when you are starting your own small business and you have the freedom to do that than if you're already running an established business with people that you are responsible for. So I understand why it's, why some of those challenges are there. I think the, the, the key thing, though, is that openness um, and being able to kind of structure some of those kind of tests and experiments and allow people to kind of find what works. And that agility and flexibility and, and changing and testing models seems to be something which is baked right into the heart of Formbreak. Can you tell us a little bit about the business and uh, the values which you've built it upon? 
we just believe that um, by you know having a decentralized network, bringing together groups of people um, with different skill sets uh, to solve problems in you know a fast, flat, flexible way uh, is the best way for those individuals, best way for talent, and it's the best way for clients to solve problems. When we started, um, I think our our mode at that point was. Uh, this is what's broken. This is our solution to fix it. Um, as we've evolved over the last couple of years, I think we've shifted now from reacting against something else and offering an alternative to uh, how can working independently be a viable option and a sustainable option for everyone, whether you're an individual, a client, or any combination thereof, helping um, people from uh different experiences different walks of life different backgrounds making sure that actually you know the way that we think um is the best way to work can help kind of solve some of those bigger problems like diversity and access and pipeline um you know our our, our mission has evolved into kind of something a little bigger and you recently ran an uh an event for some of your network why was the event around mental health uh, so important to you personally? There's a number of reasons. It was important to both of us because we recognised that actually we still have a responsibility. So if we're building a community, we have a responsibility to that community just because we don't have that traditional employees and kind of four walls structure doesn't mean that we're not all responsible for one another, whether kind of culturally or kind of in terms of wider responsibility. So it was important for us to kind of call out something that is just part of the majority of conversations we have. You know, a lot of people who kind of come come to us have just stepped out of kind of uh, having worked, you know, permanently full-time in one place for their entire careers and are now kind of, you know, isolated, nervous, in need of a kind of a crew and a home and, and kind of connections. For me personally, um, I'm particularly interested in how working this way can kind of play into... Um, pre-existing mental health conditions, people who have histories and patterns, um, neurodiversity being a a large part of that, whether from autism and Asperger's through to kind of ADD and ADHD, starting to think about how working this way can kind of intersect with some of those those conditions um, that aren't necessarily uh, due to the way you work. They're just part of you and therefore the way that you work will naturally kind of impact on them and and intersect with them. My personal experience is um, having had a various degree of uh, mental health kind of um, uh, challenges, whether kind of episodic or sustained um, since I was a teenager. So for me, it's just part of who I am. And and certainly having had a kind of personal journey for actually seeing how, um, in many ways, quite positively, working this way has helped me it's important that we surface those discussions we continue to have them there's certainly been a huge amount of change in the last few years about just people being able to um it's it's a much safer space to be able to talk about this stuff um but i think it's quite telling that uh that event that we ran for our community six weeks ago that's the first time I've ever spoken about any of that in public 
I would never have done that when I was in a previous senior role. Never. Why not? What what would have held you back from speaking about it? Uh, just, just I think there is there's an awareness and an acceptance of people being able to talk about just different experiences. It's not actually always a, um, you know, stories of crisis. Actually, in our industry, I think people are now, you know, it, it, people are now more open to kind of, I've got ADD, and actually, how can I make that be my superpower? Um, you know, the, the, there's a there's a there's a little bit more of kind of safe spaces and, and openness. Not enough, but you know, we're all working on that together. There is a massive narrative around. Yeah, there's a don't speak the horses, don't speak the team, don't speak the clients. People, you know, expect uh, certain things and, and a certain amount of stability from people in in certainly in leadership roles did that not create additional anxiety for you in 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 not being able to share or hiding something from people and not being your quotes full self yeah hugely I mean it's you know it's again one of the one of the things of you know that I I enjoy so much about form break and the way we work as well as the business that we've created and that we run is that I I absolutely can bring my whole self to work now being able to create an environment where not just I, but other people can feel safe to say um, just where they are um, and if that's a good place or a bad place and helping kind of um, everyone in that kind of team, whether that be clients or or the kind of the teams that we put together, know that there are... Um, there's an adaptable kind of framework for people to be able to work around that. You mentioned when people are joining Formbreak, a, a large number of them are stepping out for uh, into freelancing self-employment for the first time. Are they stepping into that space, thinking about those things and, and actively asking, how do I design the way I work and what do I need to consider? Or, or is it more a kind of, oh, okay, I'm going to do this, this, this antidote to the full-time job thing. Where do I sign up? I would say for the majority of people, there is a, there's a trigger. If you were in a full-time job, there's been a trigger that has kind of, has either pushed you or pulled you towards working this way. I think at that point, some people are, it's not even a self-awareness thing. I think it's just where you are in your journey with it. Um, some people have thought about that. Um, and have thought about really specifically, I'm going to design the way I need to work because this is how I need to, you know, we talk about work-life alignment, not balance a lot. And uh, some some people have kind of, have come into it with a, these are my hard edges, these are my hard stops. I need to kind of design something that's going to work around this. Um, other people are reacting to whatever that trigger point was. And sometimes that's that's a really challenging point for them. And we're, you know, um really aware that actually some point some people rather are, are, are at a point in their personal kind of journey where it wasn't their choice that's quite hard some people freelancing means I just don't want to be anywhere too long and I take I you know I, I permalance that suits some people um you know and actually freelancing can be a five days a week nine to five gig in one place for quite a substantial amount of months to other people it means um working school hours to other people it means being able to work in different places in different countries you know it just means so many things to so many people and I think you're right the some of those myths and challenges um about kind of 
people's ways into it are challenging. And it, that also presents the challenges for other people as well. You know, if you, if you end up in this situation and you don't, you don't feel you've got that all figured out, that can be quite isolating. And quite often when you first move into freelancing, there's a lot of this that's tied up in identity, right? You know, I, I, I certainly struggled with this. You know, if I'm not the per, the agency that I work for, you know, or I it just, it can be quite complicated. I think also, it's, it's you are, I think when you're in an agency environment, you're protected by... Um, yeah i'm i'm the agency and and if if we get a kit back we get a kit back as opposed to no no this is you they said no to you as an individual and there's nobody else that you can lay blame on even if that wasn't it was nothing to do with the quality of your work it's just they went with a cheaper guy or or whatever but that those personal attacks um can be quite debilitating at times part of the positives because it's not all negatives you know part, part of the positives about that um the the, the team or the armor that working for a a business or an agency or a, or, or a place gives you gives you some of that resilience as you say when you are suddenly it's just you um it's quite isolating you're not quite sure who you are and where you fit if you are used to maybe of having had a team whether that's a team you were part of or a team that you managed that can kind of be quite kind of wrong-footing for some people you kind of you can the ground under you can feel quite soft quite quickly there are a lot of positives that we step out of when we when we choose or choose to adapt to work this way um and i think again a lot of those things are are, are things that we have tried to um either directly put in place or put proxies in place for so that people can still have um shared connection and sense of belonging and being part of something sort of slightly bigger, even if, um, even if that's not, uh, not in the same way as it was when you were in a kind of, in a more fixed kind of structure. It feels like you've set yourself up as a, a bit of a triple threat really in, in that you're, you're working independently. Um, you're run, you're starting a, a new business and you have a duty of care to those who you're working with. Uh, can that can that be rather all-consuming? Do you find it hard to to balance work and the rest of the things going on in your, in your life? You use this phrase, uh, work alignment. Do you even believe in the concept of work-life balance? I think the concept of balance doesn't work for me personally um, because it, it implies... Um, for me, I, for me, I just struggle with it because I, I naturally picture myself at the middle uh, juggling two things in two hands and constantly trying to keep them in, in sync. And at some points, that's just not the case. At some points, work or life are out of balance. And actually trying to think about alignment can just mean, um, gives me the freedom in terms of, of, of language and how I think about it to think about Um Alignment allows you to think about priorities. Um, it allows you to think about um, uh, order or process or uh, not having, yeah, not having that tension at the middle. It, it, it allows me personally to kind of think about um, designing days, week, and months around how I need to align certain goals and priorities. It's just, it's more useful for me. Talk to me about some of the ways in which you do approach that alignment and that more holistic uh, approach to everything you've got going on rather than just 
wearing your professional hat and then your personal hat outside of hours? For me, it's about being really conscious about how I design my days and my weeks and my months and really focusing on making sure I have uh, individual time as a fellow introvert. I know you will um, uh, know that one. You know, I, I have to kind of, I have to kind of schedule things in. Um, I have to make time um, for my, you know, mental health, like I say, whether that's kind of physical kind of journaling, reflection, um, and also like therapy. I have to make sure I make time for that. When I, if, if I let that slip even by a week, um, I will feel it. And I think a lot of that is about being really clear um putting things in my diary, sharing that diary, being really explicit about when I need to kind of block time, when I need to kind of uh, dedicate kind of topping and telling my week to certain practices and being really communicative and clear about that with other people, the people that I work with. Apart from the fact that I think just just being honest and open about all of this stuff will help everyone. Um, it's also really important to make sure that others know um, where you're at and just to be super kind of transparent and clear about that. Um, and sitting down and focusing on um, where I've got time and for what just really, really helps me then when I do have time, that's when I can be really creative and chaotic, um, which is quite paradoxical. <laughs> but if, if I don't have those structures and I don't have that kind of that layer, um, it's really difficult for me to 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 think um, and to explore and to have that kind of the to unleash the chaos bit of my brain um, and when I don't focus on those practices and I don't stick to uh, routines and the things that I know work uh, I will feel the effects of that quite quickly is the benefit of you communicating to others you know where you're at is is that purely for yourself that you're communicating it and getting that off your chest and feeling that others know or does it also help those that you're working with support you in some way or, or work better with you in, increasingly I've seen how it's much more the latter actually it's really important to make it clear to other people that it's not it's not the project it's not their fault um, they have done something and that actually by relieving that tension with other people you create and you naturally kind of it's a it's a virtual circle you naturally create a more supportive environment for everyone if you create kind of feelings of isolation and tension in other people that will naturally create you know particularly if you're hypersensitive to the tension in others and you're feeling probably quite anxious and paranoid anyway one thing fuels the other um, and in particularly where you are working with um teams who are not permanent you have to create kind of dynamics quite quickly so is it a bit paradoxical though right? because it, it it can take um a huge amount of trust for people to open up and, and answer a question how are you genuinely uh, and that trust takes a long time to build up traditionally and, and as you mentioned freelance teams need to get to that level of, of trust and psychological safety really quickly with a group of people potentially who they they don't know how do you foster that um, openness and trust and, and working patterns in, in a relatively short period of time? It's a really interesting question because you don't have that. I've got you back. We've kind of been in this together for a while, kind of team dynamics. You, you don't have that necessarily. I can kind of help set that tone, for example. 
you know, if, if one person's open and honest, which is really difficult to do, some days you absolutely don't want to be. Um, and it's quite hard when you're in it to find the language to express that you're in it. It's again, one of those, like when you need it most, it's the hardest thing to say. Trying to kind of put myself out there a little bit is, 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 is I think, probably a conscious or sort of semi-subconscious part of that. You know, using some great kind of, you know, we, we use your leapers manual of me. We, 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 you know, we, we create questions and systems and kind of formats so that people can talk about the positives as well as the negatives. So that whole self to work thing is, you know, if you've been able to openly talk about freely when you want to leave work, cause you like, you want to go walk your dog or you know, just like being able to be honest about everything and bring all of that um, and be super clear about it is kind of helpful from a team dynamic, also being open to when um, there is a deadline and working out when you might be able to step in and kind of help move something forward because somebody else can't or just give people kind of like a sense of agency as well and trying to create um, some of that we're all in it together kind of feeling. And actually, it, it's an interesting sort of observation that we've made that actually because we work quite intensively in kind of short, sharp project sprints, there's actually people kind of come in a little bit more intensively than they would at the start of a longer project when you've just formed a team. The team dynamics aren't quite the same. It, it, that, it, it's that feeling that we all remember of like when you first get in the kind of the classic like pitch war room. Like even if you've not worked together on, on, on something before, you, you naturally kind of there's a sense of like urgency, immediacy, focus. Everyone's excited about the brief, about the task. And there's a natural sense of kind of camaraderie almost that kind of comes together from that. You have everyone together and you have that kind of sense of urgency and in the, in the, some of those time dynamics. So naturally people kind of, people want to get in it and crack it and do it quickly. So that kind of pulls everyone together. It kind of gets you over some of that slower burn kind of team dynamics that you would maybe have. But also by removing some of the barriers for kind of team dynamics flatter kind of team dynamics means nobody there's no head of department in the room there's a degree of everyone super clear about the job that they're going to do on this project but it's not hierarchical it's just responsibility based your scope of work is clear but it's not been kind of either implied or in some places let's face it explicitly kind of communicated that some people's jobs are more important than others everyone has kind of elected or chosen to kind of be um, be in this room and work this way and then plus because again we're more often than not kind of you know our model is to embed in client spaces the client might be in the room so again some of that some of those kind of cultural cues and hierarchies that exist in kind of more traditional structures aren't there so there's just a natural I think there's a natural sense of kind of of equals and the the problem to solve is the reason that we're all in the room no matter where you've kind of come into it from some of the trust isn't um isn't built through kind of sharing and trust kind of dynamics it's built on the fact that everyone's in the room for the same reason and everyone's kind of everyone's dedicated and kind of everyone has each other's back in that way. I find it fascinating that so many of these observations can be applied to any kind of work environment, regardless of whether it's a a freelance or perm team, that, that communication, shared sense of objectives, 
uh, autonomy and trust between people and and a, a flatter structure would benefit any group, not just a, a group of people who don't know each other. It seems you know there's lots of um, parallels to you know military teams, you know crack SWAT uh, SWAT type groups that aren't necessarily working together, but they know that they're there to do a job. They have respect for each other clear lines of communication and it makes them an effective team even if they've never worked together do you think a lot of the new working models which you're exploring and testing and independent workers are um, applying because it comes from their individual experience and they know what works best to them are going to start getting reapplied to more traditional models of work absolutely um, it's something uh, it's something that we're actually really focusing on. So a client kind of saying, oh, actually, thinking about it, this is really good for our team dynamics. This is really good for us structurally working with you in this way. Hang on, is there a way that we can embed this in our own organisation? It's also an interesting way of testing it. You know, whether you can sustain working this way, that's a really interesting hypothesis that we're sort of looking at kind of working out how we test as well. How do you balance kind of... Um, autonomy but also kind of accountability actually in a in a in a permanent role in a permanent business is there are those different dynamics how can you introduce um structures that mean all of these interdependent teams can kind of can kind of work in that way and it's interesting you raised the um military point it's something i've been kind of re-looking into and actually working out how single-minded objectives and kind of squad dynamics can actually work into much bigger structures and actually the the, the hierarchy within the military um, actually is a lot of what makes it work. So I think there's, there's, there's no one size fits all, but I think that, again, as you rightly point out, some of these learnings um, in terms of how you, how you get to better work quicker how can you get to excellence quicker? That should be the objective for all of us. Thanks to Sarah for being open and sharing her wisdom and experience. If you'd like to discuss this episode, you can leave comments on the episode page at leapers.co slash podcast or come and chat further with us in the Leapers community. Every week, we'll be talking to more of our members and friends about their experiences so we can support each other to work well. If you're willing to be open about your mental health and your work so that others can learn from your experience, you can nominate yourself to be a guest on an upcoming episode. Sharing your story helps others recognise that just because you're working for yourself, it doesn't mean you're working by yourself. And if you'd like to be part of a support network for people who work differently, would benefit from connecting with others who might be in similar situations, or you're just exploring how to get started, the Leapers community is open to you. Visit leapers.co or search Leapers community. I'm Matthew Knight, and this week's episode was brought to you by three strong cups of coffee and leftover roast potatoes from Sunday lunch. Until next time, work well. <laughs>